Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose, and I'm your host, Matt Wilson. The goal of this show is for us to sit down with successful people who also live a life of purpose. We want you to hear their stories, understand that they've had to overcome adversity, how their faith has played a role, and ultimately we want you to be encouraged by the things that you hear so that you can walk through similar situations. We hope you enjoy. Today on the show, we have Chuck Yarbrough. Chuck is a second-generation auctioneer, and he's also a follower of Jesus who is learning to walk by the Spirit uh, in all things that he does. Chuck, it is an honor to have you here today. Oh, man. Thanks for having me, Matthew. Appreciate the connection we made over down in Brazil. Just it's been awesome. So thanks for having me. Yes, definitely. Uh, wonderful to have you here, and it was awesome to meet you there. You know, I think the cool thing was we were on the same team. And that last night that we had where we got to actually minister with my pastor uh, at that other church, um, you know, a smaller location. And, you know, it was just it was amazing because it was a smaller group of people. And and initially uh, I'm like, you know, it it doesn't feel the same as as it did over at the the larger campus. Are we going to see as much as as we did over there? And, you know. Everybody that came forward, they they got what they were looking for, and and the Lord did incredible things. So that was extremely exciting to me, and also a great reminder that that He's in charge. I'm not. No, that was an absolutely outstanding night, and you're right. It was questionable when you went in. Are we going to see the same thing? I'm with you 100 percent there. And everybody I talked to afterwards, incredible things happened. People got prayed for. People got healed. They had inner healing. People came to the Lord. I mean, it was just. It was really incredible night. So yeah, it, it, it just, you're right. It just shows God's in charge and God's moving in Brazil. And we had the privilege to be a part of it. I mean, it was a privilege to be there, was it not? Yes. Yes, it was. And, you know, the cool thing is, uh, you know, we, we talked a little bit while we were there, but uh, it's really been through social media afterwards that we've connected more. And uh, in talking with you a couple weeks ago, it was it was just neat to hear uh, where you were before and and where you are now, you know, how one chip, uh, one trip can, can actually change perspective and, and open your eyes to the possibilities. So kind of share with us uh, a little bit of your background and, you know, why you went on the trip and then also uh, what changed for you on that, that journey. Awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I was raised in, Maybe in the Methodist Church, United Methodist Church, um, had some few godly people along the way, fairly fairly liberal, and from the standpoint theology wise, pretty you know have have us out on at noon to go home to get football, watch football, you know, um, and uh, had a few people drop in there um, for a short time, start a Bible study. I came to Lord there through that. Went home one night, got on my knees, and by myself, by myself in my room, my brother was asleep. And just looked up to the Lord and gave my heart to Jesus and was up all night praising God. Um, so the journey started where I uh, had some wonderful people on the way disciple me. But um, everyone, every time I ask about the gifts, it's like, well, that was for a different time. It's not for time now. And I halfway believed it, but my gut would never let me, or sorry, the Holy Spirit would never let me believe it. If that, you know, but it took me a long, lot of years to get here. So, um, I got to share this, Matthew. So I appreciate the time here. Let me. So in February of 2020, 
um, I was, my daughter was playing basketball for the local junior college and we were down in Ontario, Oregon. And I um, was able to, I had a great privilege of, to play football at University of Idaho and develop a lot of good friends there that I see once in a while. And I connected with a friend of mine that I played with and we went out to eat breakfast. And then I came back to the motel room and uh, my wife was still asleep. And so I went to brush my teeth and I spit up blood and I thought, well, that's kind of weird. Um, but I was in a place well, I was being polarized with the country, all right? I had taken my side in the world, and I was angry and frustrated and um, angry by the day, and I was watching the news all the time and just saying, that's not right, that's not right, that's not right, and just in a bad place. And I was a follower of Jesus, but I wasn't trusting him, you know? Um, so I spent the next eight months spitting up blood um, and ignoring it every morning. Uh, probably five times in eight months, I didn't spit up blood in, in the morning. So um, anyway, come November, I took a trip to about 150, 175 miles away and got up early, left at four o'clock in the morning or got up early and at four o'clock and I spit up blood, left, drove over to look at some equipment to sell. Um, and I was walking around looking looking through the equipment with the owner and I, and I hawked up a big old blood clot. And I spit it behind a tractor tower. He didn't see it. And I thought, I better get to the doctor. So long story short, there's a lot more to it. God met me. Um, but he used that in my life to say, Chuck, you need to get your head around and live for me. And there was an eight-month process. I lost my ability to talk. They went in. They did a robotic surgery. They took out part of 40% of my soft palate. They took out my uvula. And I couldn't pronounce B's, V's, or T's. Um, among other things. And I never recorded it, Matthew. I should have. Um, but it was very distressing because I spent my life communicating, right? And so, um, but during that time period, my nephew, who's 27, going on 45, Jake, and loves the Lord, uh, my business didn't survive. It thrived. And God met me and was able to pull me around. Um, and there were tough times in there. There were three or four times I hit a low. Don't, don't, you know, that's the whole thing, right? It's like Jonah or Job, you know, you, you, you power through and then you get, you, you get angry or whatever. And, and God meets you every time. And so, um, but God, I had a surgery on August 2nd that restored my ability to talk. And September 23rd, I sold my first auction. Um, and then, so let's get back to where, how I ended up in Brazil, um, you had to lay the groundwork there. Um, I've been praying with a gentleman, the gentleman I was with, Matthew, Glenn. We prayed together. Now, now it's been five years. We get up every Tuesday. In fact, we'll, after this, I'll, I'll go meet him to pray. Um, and if we don't meet in person, we meet on the phone. But primarily we meet in person unless he's traveling or I'm traveling. And and we very rarely miss a, miss a Tuesday. And Glenn had been going to Global Awakening and talking about these things and testifying to me about these things. And I, I've never discounted the, the gifts at all. Never. I've said, yep, I believe in them, but probably not me, but maybe. But I know if I went to another country, God could let me speak in tongues. I know if I went to another country, I could heal or whatever. And uh, so, but I, but yeah, probably, probably not. I just don't feel that. But yeah, maybe I do. And there's always that inner Holy Spirit's got that inner struggle going, right? Which is awesome. Um, and I said, okay. And he said, I've got, he called me after a Voice of Apostles event. He says, I got two spots going to Brazil. I'm taking one. Do you want that? I said, well, I got, I've just been gone a lot with cancer. Then I had radiation. I had, you know, and I got to talk to my crew and I got to talk to my wife. So then I said, yeah, everybody told me when I got done with cancer and I'd locked it down and not told very many people. 
um, about it initially, but then when I came back and couldn't talk and I'm a pretty visible guy where I'm at, it came out. Right. So, uh, and I wasn't going to lie about it. I was just going to, Hey, this is the fact of the matter. But, um, anyway, I, I, I just, I've been gone a lot. I just thought, man, not sure I could go, but, but the, everybody had told me that you need to go on a trip when you get done with cancer, you need to go take off and you need to go do something. So I just came to him. I said, look, this is my trip. I got to do this. And everybody was like, go do it, go do it. Well, then Matt, what's awesome is I started going, getting closer. We were busy. We're running hard, trying to get things done. And it, this is a pretty intensive business. Anybody who's self-employed, you understand. I mean, you're the guy, right? Chief cook and bottle washer. It, it's just the deal. And it's just rolling. And I, oh, I don't think I should go. I'm just not sure I should go. Lord, I tell you, if you give me a graceful out, I, I it, just, just let me not go. Father, I'd be fine. And and my wife was a little apprehensive. She's worried about Brazil and worried about COVID and me just coming out treatment and all these things. And I just looked at her. I said, before I started having these doubts, I said, baby, Lord didn't save me from cancer. I mean, I had eight months. The cancer should have spread through my body and did not. But I said, for me to die in Brazil, that's just the reality of it. Um, so anyway, um, I started kind of saying, maybe not, maybe not. And we, my son is in the Marine Corps. He's down in Camp Pendleton, um, and he wasn't able to come home for Thanksgiving. So we 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 drove we flew down there to spend that with him the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday before. Then I flew out the, on Monday, so I get my COVID test. I fly to Atlanta, and they won't let you check in without your COVID test. So I walk up to the counter, and first thing the guy looks at me, and I said, "Hey, I'm need, need to check in Brazil. Got my COVID test here." He says, "Where's your visa?" And I'm thinking. Man, I've traveled internationally before, and I know Global has multiple trips a year. How did I miss a visa? What's going on with a visa? I don't know. And so, well, I don't know. I said, maybe my partner's got that figured out. Let me wait for him. Okay, you wait. So I sat down. So then Glenn comes up, and I said, Glenn, they said we, we need a visa. Uh, where's our visa? And he says, you don't need a visa to go to Brazil. So we walk up to this gentleman. He never even mentions a visa. We say, hey, we got our COVID test. He barely looks at him and says, these don't work. They don't say the right thing on here. And we, what? And I said, I know I paid. I said, here's my receipt. I paid for the, oh, what, what's the term? What's the one that everybody wants? PCR test. The PCR test. That's right. I said, here it is. I paid for it. It's right here. It says PCR test, even though it didn't say on my results. Well, it's not going to work. So there's a gal next to him um, that works there. And I think she's actually more of a manager way she was dressed. But she said, I think you're okay. I think you're okay. And I text my wife, said, well, it looks like I'm coming home, which was sort of a relief. You know, because again, I don't know anything about this, Matthew. I mean, this you're is trying to get off the hook. Yeah. yeah, I really am. I really am. And so we walk out to the crossways. We're about 30 feet from the crossways of four terminals. People are coming and going. It's just and, and their PCR or the uh, the COVID test center there. Literally 15 seconds before we got there, they took their last person because we're thinking, well, we'll get another test. And I'm thinking, Sarah, I text Sarah again. Looks like I'm coming home. I don't think I'm going to Brazil. So the gal says, wait right here. So she walked. I said, ma'am, are you coming back? Because I don't want, you know, you, you know, we've all had been, you know, when you get to the tough thing on tech support, they hang up on you or right, right. somebody leaves you, right? right? So she comes and she comes back about 10 minutes. She goes, yes, I'm coming back. So she comes back about 10 minutes later. She goes, I think you're okay. We walk back and she tells us kind of the, gives us the hand signal. Says, we just kind of wait right here. She walks back behind. She comes back and hands us our boarding passes. Well, what's interesting, side point. Several people, people in Miami and people in Houston, I think they flew out of all had similar situations where one person was trying to throw a kink in it. 
you know, and, and Satan was using it. And hey, he lost, right? He lost. So that's right. All right. Anyway, so I, I went down there, but you got to hear, Matt. I, I, this was all new to me, and, and this is like me becoming a Christian again. You know, it, it's like you're learning, and so people are talking to me about John Wimber and is it? Um, no, John G. Lake. Is that the gentleman Lake? He was a healer in Spokane. And I thought they were contemporaries. I figured they were alive today. I didn't know, you know, and I'm <laughs> okay. I'm listening, trying to absorb it. And yeah, Spokane's got these healing rooms. And I'm going, why have I never heard this? I'm 110 miles from Spokane. What, what? I mean, but I'm listening, I'm taking it and I'm not, you know, I'm not cynical. I'm just like, okay. And so we go down there for that first deal, uh, first service. And well, after our, oh, sorry, man, I got to tell you, impartation. So I'm sitting there and I'm determined what I've been taught that it's, that it's emotionalism and then it's things that are happening physically and people, it's all lies. It's all lies from the enemy, but that's what I've been taught, right? Just, so I said, this is going to be real. If it happens, it's going to be real for me. And they go by and first of all, I'm sorry, man, I'm jumping around. You got to hear this. You got to hear this. I love it. Keep going. I took. Well, it, it took me a while to digest what's going on and try to uh, comprehend. Steve Coe, I love Steve Coe. He grabs me and we're talking for just a second. I barely know him and he prophesies over me. And I think, well, okay, well, yeah, you said some words on me, whatever. I, I had no idea, you know, what that meant. But we had a good talk. We became good friends that week, you know, it was cool. But so anyway, we're in line and, I, and I'm a big guy, so I'm a catcher. So they're teaching me how to be a catcher. Again, never been around this. But okay, I'm here for the venture. I'm here to do it. <laughs> so Randy is going around. The bodies are falling, you know, and they come by and they pray for me and well, nothing happens. I may feel warm and nothing happens. And charity prophesies over me, which again, didn't understand what that was really. Or I, I mean, how serious it was and how cool it was. I do now. So, all right. So we go to the first, now let's forward on. We go to the next meeting or the first meeting over at Central and <laughs> We go down there, and so I'm catching, you know, people. I have no idea what's going on, and there are bodies everywhere, like a Holy Ghost bomb went off, right? You know, there's bodies everywhere, and I'm like, this is wild, but okay. Um, but I didn't doubt it. You know, I was there with an open heart, not cynical, just trying to be cautious, understood that this is not going to be everything that I've been taught that's been wrong in retrospect, but I've been taught. So right before, after that last deal, we pray for some people down below, but this gal, my interpreter, runs up and says, hey, I've got a... Um, uh, a friend here, that one of the interpreters, she's had COVID. She has a hard time breathing. So would you mind praying for her? I'm like, oh boy, this is my first kind of, okay. So bring her down. I said, sure, you know, I'm willing, whatever you say, Lord. So she comes down and I pray, lay hands on her shoulder and I pray for her. She goes, thank you. And she runs up the stairs. So I'm thinking, are you healed? I mean, what's going on? I don't know. Anyway, so long story short, incredible experience. Um, first person I prayed for by myself, the Lord gave me a blessing. His knee, he was an athlete. He was a soccer player, blowing his knee. Was limping, was in tough shape. His knee, if he came down, it was his right leg and it would bend out to the right, right at the knee. I saw it through the pants. And I reached down and put my hand on it and prayed and that knee straightened right before me. And without any prompting from me, he started high knee and jumping, jumping. And I thought, whoa you know that was wild you know and it was i kind of looked like this like okay i'm gonna pray for your knee you know but god god met me and did it he did it so i guess there's a lot of stories i can tell and i'm glad to tell a bunch of them for you matthew but i I just gotta say well i'm a believer now 
And wow. I came back. I didn't go as a charismatic, but I came back as a charismatic. Not a charismatic. That's wrong. I don't want to put a term on it. I came back as a guy that believes in the gifts of the Spirit wholeheartedly and that we're not living to our potential unless we're living the way Christ did. The Bible makes sense now. I mean, all these years I'm reading the Bible and trying to say, well, that was from then. And, you know, doesn't it just change when you're reading about Jesus healing a leper or casting out a demon, but it's not for us? Doesn't it change when you realize it is for us? It just brings it alive. And all of a sudden it makes sense. So all these times I've hammered through these scriptures and when I've taught and preached, but I'm trying to work around what this is, but I can't because the Holy Spirit's had it on me, but I can't really come out and say, yeah, we need to heal these guy or we need to pray for this person or we need to to lift this up and trust God with it or, or somebody speaking in tongues, but that's not really for now. It does in, in that conflict inside of you. It's not conflicted anymore. That's what's awesome about it, I guess. So um, uh, I just, uh, it, it just incredible inner healing down there. People, God, and here's something else, Matt. This is some, oh, I mean, you know how interpreters just appeared when you needed one. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, I know there's yeah. a lot of them. But there were a lot of demand for him. But when you needed one, one was there. It just, they come up to you. Boom. Always. That's, that's Jesus. Just, that's, that's the Holy Spirit, right? But God, the inner healing, especially, but even that athlete, you know, I'm a former athlete, like I told you. And um, just God bringing people to me that with my past and background could able to testify and minister to them. Um, and at first person, when I broke off uh, Carmelo from Columbia, Bogota, he, he took me, I went with him at first, because again, I'm new to all this. Before I healed the first, the gentleman, not I healed, Jesus healed through me, the uh, the gentleman, the soccer player. I was with him and we'd pray for people and healing, deaf people, you know, 80% blockage, gone, ringing, gone, uh, some inner healing. And he said, this was your first one. So this was, that was the gentleman that I prayed for. So the next day I kind of got broke off and um, the interpreter kind of grabbed me and I started up praying through this group of people. And people were coming out for inner healing and they would share things. And I, and I, God led me to say, you know what? I've struggled with this. I understand what you're talking about. And so with great compassion and love, I can pray for you. And you know, those people, it just, the Holy spirit touched them. And, and then, you know, a, a husband would be there with a wife and a wife has this, whatever she wants you to pray for. But then God would lead me to pray for their marriage, for their kids, for both, their husband too, their jobs, you know, all those things that the enemy uses to pound on you when you're trying to live a godly life and you're trying to raise up godly kids. God led me to pray for him to do that. And, and I worked, that became a constant, you know, working up, working up deal. And then God led me to start telling the ladies, um, it started with the ladies because I know um, a woman wants to be treasured, valued, and loved. So I said, you are treasured, you are valued, and you are loved. But then God led me to start saying that to the men as well. So it was like I was able to bless both of them. And again, that was a spirit coming out of me. I didn't think about this beforehand when I was laying in bed. You know, it was just on impact. And um, I got another experience I got to share with you. Um, we're working up, praying through people. And I get to the top in this 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 gal stands up and she's as tall as I am. And I guess she, I, I looked at her like this gal is a Brazilian model. I mean, she's beautiful. She's got her mask on, but you can tell. And I, you know, we're with everything going on in our culture today. And I get it. There's, there's a lot of truth to it about men, not respecting women. I get it. But you know, there's, you're just always on pins and needles about how to respect and say, Hey, you look nice today. Or do you not say that at all? Right. Um, so I, was concerned because I, and the enemy was using it to not 
just to be able to be respectful of her. And I wasn't paying her more attention than anybody else. And really I didn't, it was the same, it was the same, but I, the enemy was pounding on me, but I, the interpreter was there and I listened, this gal had, um, she had been married to a guy and there's a thing in the Hispanic and Latin cultures called machismo. I don't know if you're familiar with it. We, we are, cause I have a high Hispanic culture where I'm from. And it's like women are nothing, men are everything. Men can go do anything they want to do. They can chase around, they can cheat, they can drink, but women's got to be home taking care of kids and just saying, yes, sir, yes, sir. Um, and they were trying to translate to me and I heard the word in Portuguese, machismo. And I said, yeah, I know what machismo is, but her husband, they're divorced now, but he had been very abusive. Um, and they had a strong, his family had a strong history of spiritism, which is big in the country, of course. Um, and so she thought her son was, uh, exhibiting signs of being possessed. Of course he wasn't there. So I was able to pray for her and I prayed for all these things and prayed that she was treasured and loved and um, worthy. And so, and I was holding her hands doing it. We got none. And then she grabbed me and she hugged me and hugged me tighter than I've ever been hugged before. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't want people to think I'm doing this on purpose. You know, I'm trying to do, I, I want to do this right. I'm just trying to minister to her. But then God said, relax. And you know what? She sobbed in my shoulder for probably 10 to 15 minutes. My shoulder was wet, Matt. And then she stopped, she backed up, she smiled, said, thank you. And she sat down. So I turned around and I prayed for a young man who was on his eighth surgery and he didn't want to have another one. And it appeared to me that he healed his leg, his leel, he could stand and walk on it. And then I ended up praying for his mother because I felt like the Lord was leading me to pray for his mother. And I prayed a couple more people. And then I stopped and I turned around and looked at that gal and it, the service was going by then and they were praising. And she was sitting there with her friend, praising God with the most serene look that I could see through the mask. And I thought, yeah, Lord, you did that right on. And I didn't worry about what people thought anymore, right? So anyway, um, those are, oh, I got another one. Can I share another one with you? Yeah. Um, so on that, working my way up that, 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 that uh, before I got to the beautiful gal, there was a gal that stepped out who she's a Christian counselor and she'd had 60% hearing loss. She asked me to pray for her. So I did. And she felt like it was around 20% that was only, she still, she got about 40% back, you know, if you want to put some numbers on it, still had about 20% blockage. Well, Randy had taught, I think the night before that, you know, sometimes you go home and sleep on it and you wake up and you get complete healing or it happens a few days later. So after praying for a bit, I said, why don't you do this? So, so about two days later, I'm working around with a new interpreter and actually it was, I think that was the first day that I prayed for somebody my own that um they got blasted you know it's it's never happened to me but it happened to him so there's three <laughs> right. or four people up there that right that was that that happened you know and i'm trying to that's catch them and, for those anyway. of you wondering what blasted it that's that's getting powerfully touched by the holy spirit that was their term that they used oh man and it was just like oh gotta catch him you know when you're praying for him but thankfully i'm a big guy so um I worked my way around and the interpreter grabbed and said, Hey, this guy wants you to pray for it. Well, it was the same gal and she still had not had the hearing um, back. So I, we were talking to her and I prayed for her and no, it didn't. I prayed for it again. And then my interpreter got a word of knowledge and says, I think there's something stopping her from wanting to hear or getting complete hearing. It's something she doesn't want to hear is what she said. I said, okay. So they talked back and forth in Portuguese for a bit and come to find out this gal who's a Christian, her, she has two sons that are homosexual and she's having a hard time accepting them and loving them. And so, well, I mean, here's the deal. I have a nephew who left his wife, not my nephew, not my partner, his brother who left his wife to marry a man, left two beautiful twin daughters. Um, he, he had wreaked some havoc on our own family before that. 
Um, and so, but sometime before he was even married. And so we, I'm sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I can connect with this gal. So I shared some of that with her and she started crying. I start crying. And then my interpreter steps up and she started talking about how she had been abused. She starts crying. So we're all holding each other, crying and praying for one another. And guess what? Her healing came back. Well, we let her through. We th- let her through a prayer of repentance and a prayer to accept and love. You know, the only way those boys are going to come back if mama, not the only way, but you know, it helps with mama loves them. We get it. We don't agree. We want them to change. We want God to change their heart. But we got to love them. And her hearing came back, Matthew. I mean, wow. it, it was the word of knowledge and it was just God working. We, we exchanged names of our boys, our kids, so we could pray for him. I have my son in the Marine Corps. He actually is a, is a practicing Buddhist and um, great kid. We have a good relationship. I love him, but, 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 you know, I pray for him all the time and we exchange that information and she's praying for my son and I'm praying for her sons, you know, and I mean, God made that happen. God brought that together and that only God could do that. Right. And write that story. And, um, anyway, Matthew, your story, uh, you know, I, I never really got to know you till that last day at that church. Like you said, I watched you there and that, that gentleman that had the, that had been in a wheelchair for 65 years with the frostbitten legs. I tell that story a lot. I mean, I, it's just like when I, people ask what happened in Brazil, I start telling stories and I share some of mine, but I tell that story, that guy dancing, I mean, you know, he, I don't know. What do you say? It's credible. Dancing on those stubs, excited about the Lord. I, pretty cool. Pretty cool. It, um, you know, first of all, you, you've shared incredible testimony. And um, in that story, it, it was amazing, uh, you know, to see a man walk, you know, the first day and then dance the next day after 65 years of being bound in this wheelchair. I mean, that, that's what Jesus did, you know. And, and so yeah. it's exciting to see Jesus do it again in modern times through us, using us as his willing vessels. Stay tuned. We'll have more Living Life on Purpose after we hear from one of our sponsors. Are you a business person that's hungry for more of the Holy Spirit at work? Partnering with God is what you were designed for. Experiencing God at work and being a blessing to the city that you live in is accessible to every believer. Hearing from God for your business and city shouldn't feel mysterious or inaccessible. Heaven and Business exists to give you access to the tools and training you need to equip you to grow with God in business and influence. Begin with our free trial and an online membership, then explore the events, community, and other resources. Check out heavenandbusiness.com today if this is what you're looking for, and I promise you won't be disappointed. And now, back to Living Life on Purpose with your host, Matt Wilson. I really want to back up because I want everybody to understand clearly that you are a successful businessman who, first of all, uh, as a you know, small business owner, that the weight of that business falls on you and you couldn't speak for eight months. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So yeah. could not speak for eight months. Clearly you can speak well now. Uh, but, you know, as an auctioneer who uses your mouth to, you know, produce revenue, uh, obviously that had to be a lot of weight. That had to be a lot of stress. That had to be a lot of concern. And and thankfully, was it your nephew that stepped up? So the, the nephew stepped up and then God blessed your business while you could no longer, you had to rely and trust on the Lord 
And, and the Lord didn't just allow you to survive, but he allowed the business to thrive while you were right. resting. And, and while he was healing your body, you know, you're, you're cancer free now. Yes, I am completely. Yes, cancer free now. And then going on this trip, you know, you, you didn't know what you were getting yourself into. There were a lot of barriers. There were a lot of obstructions. Similarly to you, you know, again, as a small business owner, um, you know, I did not want to take my laptop because they talked about all the security issues. And, and obviously, right. you know, this device has a lot of sensitive information on it. So I did not want to take it to an area with high crime theft. Um, you know, I wasn't sure how secure the hotel rooms were going to be, even with a safe, things of that nature. So uh, I prayed before I went. I said, Lord, I do not want to take this laptop with me. It's the only way I can conduct trades for my business. And, you know, I'm going to trust you. Please just keep the market stable for this week. And and I want to go and I want to fully devote this whole week to serving you. And the market was not only stable, it was up for the week, but I left the, the, the major tool that I need to conduct business. And I just trusted him for that week. And so it is exciting when business people trust the Lord and, and when they seek his face, not only do we get to see incredible things on mission trips, but he does things in our business. He does things in our family. He does things in all aspects of our lives and he wants to use us wherever. So uh, I just, I think it's so exciting that you know, you, you went in not knowing what to expect. You went in with some teaching that really could have been blockage for, for you seeing a lot of the things that you saw, but because you just said, God, I want to see you, I want to connect with you and I'm open. I, I think it's amazing that not only you saw, but that he used you as well. So that's, to me, it's incredible. So from that standpoint, you saw all these things and uh, and we both did. I mean, incredible. We do not have enough time to cover all of the incredible things that we saw on this trip. But but coming back, you know, as you're sharing this stuff with people, uh, you know, what has it done for your faith since you've been back here? And, you know, how are you stepping out since since you've returned? Yeah. So great question. So uh, anybody who will listen and I can have lunch with, um, I tell stories. Um, had a mixture of results, um, mostly positive. Um, some, uh, I have a friend who's a, a very gifted counselor who actually has another business. He's a businessman. He volunteers his time for counseling for people. It's completely volunteer and he's got a full load. Um, a good man, very conservative, uh, theologically. Um, but he ate this up. He absolutely thought this is the most incredible thing in the world and may take him on a trip sometime in the near future. Um, was invited to go over to a church for a prayer meeting. They, when they, after they found out that Glenda had been on this trip and Glenn ended up getting sick and couldn't go. Uh, but I went and was able to, you know, they lined up and it was about 20 people there. And I prayed for probably eight or nine of them, uh, prayed for a friend of mine. I've known since he was a kid that, uh, actually healed his knee. You know, uh, he had knee issues, man, I think my knee feels better. And he starts kind of picking it up. And so I text him the next day, two days later, he goes, yeah, I've been working out. I mean, he's a cautious guy, but he said, it feels good. And then he wants to get together for dinner. And then their kids got sick. So we've got to reschedule that. But there's, you know, I offered, cause I said, Hey, what else can I pray for you guys about? You know, it's all confidential. What, what do you need? And I, he's a believer, he and his wife, and I know they're going through some things. So we just, we're looking forward to getting there with them and talking. Um, I met with, I, I, the most 
I'm going to say 80% of the people and 90% that I've told the story about, they're excited. Um, sometimes it's hard to get people drawn in the conversation. I don't fight it hard, but I, I just, I, so I want to share, hey, God, God's got this for you and us and me and all of us. I mean, we're missing the boat. Um, not that I got anything. I'm different than you. I'm not any better than you. I just see what we got can do now. Now the Bible makes sense. And it's kind of strange because... I came back and one of the churches, I, I do two, two, did two churches at the time, do one in the morning, one in the evening, one in the evening ate it up. We shared and it was, it started out to be a 10 minute deal and it ended up being an hour deal. And there's something else going on there. That's cool. What I want to share. But, um, the other church that I was attending, I, they wanted me to share and they wanted me to share and wanted me to share and ended up just kind of doing a five minute deal when I was teaching Sunday school and they were all excited about it, but it wasn't, I thought it would stir more, you know? Um, into the gifts and it, it has at this point um, now the church we're going to it's called 24 7 that I co-pastor with a brother of mine and we had a great time the Holy Spirit the other night my shoulder my left shoulder's been hurting and causing me issues and I was sitting there and my right started to go what's going on oh is that a word of knowledge so we had a guy come that that had a his marriage has fallen apart. He's a new believer. He's made a huge amount of mistakes, but he's trusting God for his marriage. We prayed over him. Wonderful prayer. And I sat down and I said, has anybody got a shoulder problem? Two people popped up. And so right. I was able to pray. One of them, the shoulder got hot, you know, and, and, and we got, anyway, we got done everything. It was a great night of worship. It was a great night of praying. And, 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 and my partner there, after sharing his testimonies with him, he's one that we've prayed over him to receive the Holy Spirit and impart to him. And he's excited about what's going on. And, and it just, so I'm really excited about what's going on in the evening church because we're headed down that path, Matthew. We're headed down. They want more. They want more. And and it's 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 it wasn't a big slain and everybody getting blasted, but it was people are wanting more. They're seeking God. We're talking about healing. We're praying about outreach. We're praying about living in the spirit. I want more of the spirit and and that that's been cool. So That's um, awesome. So that's you know, we uh, yeah. we had a service on Friday night and, and I want to touch on one thing that uh, you know, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus came to bring life to the full. And, and a lot of times, you know, God's trying to get us to do something and, and we're reluctant because of what it will look like. You know, you talked about the beautiful woman uh, and, and what it's going to look like to the people around you. And, um, you know, I, I had two incidences with that here recently. Uh, one Friday night, you know, we had an encounter service at church and you know, the, I, I had a word of knowledge, like I was getting pain in my groin area. And, you know, you're in front of the whole church releasing a word of knowledge. And it's like, you know, you're, you're pointing to, you know, a sensitive area. And, um, you know, but I released that word and, and a young man came forward and he said, I've, I've got pain in my groin area. I was, I was actually stabbed there uh, years ago. And, and so it was a pain that the Lord wanted to heal and it was, you know, something that was private and it was something that was sensitive, but he got healed of that pain. And then I got to prophesy wow. over him and speak life over him. And, and so it was powerful. And then Sunday I'm leaving church and I see this, you know, teenage girl and she's got a brace around her leg. She just had surgery. And, you know, so I talked to her and, and asked if I could pray for her. And, and again, I'm, I'm laying hands on her knee and it's like, okay, this is, you know, teenage girl, but you know, the, the Lord brought peace to her knee, took away pain in her knee. And, you know, so sometimes stepping out in faith, you know, especially in the world that we're living in, you know, you talked about uh, getting very angry watching the news in 2020. I was right there with you, brother. I had to turn off the news and I haven't watched it since probably April of 2020 
You know, right I have on. to Good read you. news articles and, and know what's going on with the market for the nature of my job. But I will not be drawn into the negativity. I will not be drawn into the lies. I will not be drawn into all of the deception and the just the anger that they're trying to stir up. But but with that, we've got to be very careful when we hear from the Lord, we, we sense something from the Lord. We know that the Lord's trying to do something. We've got to step into that versus, you know, fear of man holds back so many people. Fear of God is the only thing that we need in our life. A, a, a righteous fear of the Lord, uh, you know, not uh, he's going to strike me down, but man, he is powerful and he's capable of doing anything. So I want to honor him. I want to glorify him. I want to serve him. But at the same time, you know, when when we don't care what it looks like because we know that God wants to do something, I think that that is extremely powerful. And God really, he He looks for that and he honors it when we do it. And so uh, there are a lot of situations that, man, this is a little bit strange. What are the other people going to think? And then you do it and it's like, oh, that's why God wanted to do it. So I think that that's yeah. Uh, yeah. something for everybody out there. So oh, that's I've really, I think that's legit. Yeah, I've really enjoyed having you here today, Chuck. And and I just I appreciate, you know, the fact that that you're willing to, you know, say, hey, I wasn't there. But now like there I, I think that there was a fire that was burning below the surface before this trip. And and there were a lot of embers and, and there was a hunger to see more. But it was like God just poured gas on those embers. And now there's just like a burning flame that will not be suppressed inside of you. And it's tangible. It's it's really exciting to see somebody who's just caught fire because that that fire can spread easily. So when you're having these lunches and you're sharing these things, the passion that you have and the conviction that you have, because you know what you've seen, you know what you've experienced, and you know that there's no going back to the old you. So I, I think that that's really exciting to, uh, to just hear all right the stuff that God's already done. And I think that the best is yet to come. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, if I could share a couple things, I know we're a little bit over time, but I, I'd like to share a couple things about yeah. business. If yeah, I could. absolutely. Um, I, I've always, you know, we, we've, we've, we, my family, my parents, I'm thankful that I enjoy favor with our, with our customers because my parents built a good ethical, honest business. They, they had a reputation for calling things the way they were for representing, treating everybody fair. We're always working for the seller, getting all the money we can for the seller, but we take care of the buyer too, right? And um, we try to take that next level, but I've always tried to kind of keep the, the spiritual aspect separate before, prior to this. And, you know, I'm on the phone with, well, I was just at a guy's house the other day. His wife had died. Um, his wife, he has a handicapped van. We're going to sell for him. Very nice van. Um, and his wife, they bought it for her, not knowing she had cancer, then she had cancer and she died. And, so anyway, I go to see him last week. <laughs> We're talking through it. And then he start, he started crying on the phone. That's why I saw him in person. I, I, he started crying on the phone, Matthew. And I said, would this be better in person? He said, that'd be okay if you want to come see me. So I came to see him. We're talking. And and, and he was all good for about 20 minutes. And he started crying. And I just put my hand on his shoulder. He said, today is our anniversary. I thought, man, why did I come out here on your anniversary day? <laughs> 48 years of marriage. But God had that for a reason. So I said, can I pray for you? And I was able to pray for him, you know, and hugged him and held on to him and let him cry. And, and, um, you know, and then I said my goodbyes. I text his daughter, his daughter called me and said, you know what? Thank you. You met there. He's a believer. And he said, you met my dad. Thank you so much. 
for what you did for him. I mean, it meant the world for him. And then because of your message, I got home from a trip and I took my daughters over there to kind of brighten up his day. But thank you. Um, but the other thing I want to encourage business people, there's one aspect. I was on the phone with a guy, my builder, for we're going to build a 10,000 square foot building here. Hopefully in the next two months, we're going to start it. And I was on the phone with him one day. He's feeling rough. And I said, I said, Mike, can, can I pray for you? I mean, he was feeling, I said, let me pray for you. And it's just a little bit saying what you said a while ago, Matthew, is like taking those urges. When God tells you something, jump out and do it. Um, and, and, and then I want to also encourage business people. The Lord will lead you through, hey, we're in perilous times. This is a wild environment. You are in a wild environment working in the stock market, Matthew. You are in a wild environment. Uh, but we all are. We, we sold, we sold, and this is the market and what's happening. Um, but on, on last Friday, we sold a 2006 Peterbilt 379 truck with C15 cabs, a beautiful truck, had a million miles on it. We had no history. It was a beautiful truck beautiful truck but no history of we had no documentation of history of engine work or anything on it that truck brought seventy two thousand dollars and sold to virginia so i'm in washington state ranging with the guy to get the truck he's going to send a driver out all that but um after wiring money but but that's the market we're working in i get it it's perilous out there so i want to encourage business people listen i've been up and down i've been through roller coaster god will meet you God will meet you. And maybe another time I can tell a story of, of how we got our 15-acre piece of property on the highway with 1,500 linear front of frontage. It's right off an exit. I mean, right on an exit, right there. God provided that. I had to pay for it. Yeah, absolutely. And with all, and with pride, I don't want anything for free. God, you provide the money, I'll pay for it. That That's, that's great. Um, but one quick story I want to share is a year and a half ago, before the rise in building prices, my builder came to me, who I've been working with, and I didn't, I like to get three quotes like anybody, but this God told me this is the guy. And for whatever reason, and he came to me, he said, Chuck, we need to buy a building. This price are fixed to go up. So I bought a building, $126,000 building. We tarped it up at my farm, and it's been sitting, waiting for building permits and variances. All that's good. So anyway, that building today will cost me 326000 Here's the point in my past and this was before the trip even, but in my past, I would have been, no, no, we can't spend the money. We did it. No, I listened to God. He said, reach out and do it. I did it. Business people, God will lead you through it. Let me tell you, we can sit here and talk. And I know Matthew can share too frustrations and things you didn't know. I had some yesterday. I was having to pray through last night and this morning, some frustration. It's real, man. It's real. Eight months. I couldn't talk. It was real. And, and so, but, God will lead you through it. Jesus will lead you to seek him every day. You get frustrated, give it to him. You'll get frustrated, yell at God. He can take it. Give it to God. That's what I do. And then go on ministering and trusting him because he will bless your business. I, I just, I can't, I can't say enough. God will take care of you in his perilous times. God does his best work in chaos and peril. Just trust him. Yes, Absolutely. Yeah, I just I think that um, there are so many people that are out there that are desperate to, to see Jesus alive in the flesh. And, and we are the flesh that Jesus is living in today. So, you know, when you are in situations, have I had people that have said they didn't want prayer when I asked? Maybe two or three, not many. Uh, but have I had people that say, yes, hundreds? You know, do I care what it looked like? No. You know, at the end of the no. day. 
uh, whether it's in my office, whether it's clients over the phone, whether it's clients over Zoom, whether it is people on airplanes, people in airports, people at the gym, people at gas stations, people at convenience stores, grocery store. It does not matter where you are. If the Lord gives you a prompting or you're in conversation with somebody and they tell you that something's going on, ask if you can bring the only hope that there is, which is Jesus Christ into the situation and he can change everything in a moment. So yes, I agree with everything that you're saying and business people, especially you have an open door to people's lives. If somebody's willing to do business with you, they know you, they like you, they trust you. And if that is the case, especially if you're a small business, you know, large corporations, they may just do it because you're the, you know, the brand that they recognize, but Small business owners, it's mainly out of relationship that people are doing business with you. And when you have that relationship with somebody, you have an open door to speak into their life. And and if you don't have that open door, I would say you need to build that trust level and increase that relationship in order to maintain, you know, the business going forward. Because, you know, I I just I think that, that the times are too dire right now for people to step over these opportunities or overlook these opportunities. And so I, I think that the, the harvest is plentiful right now. We just need to step out and, and reap it. So, uh, Chuck, it's been awesome. We got, we got the answer. Today. Yeah. It, it's been amazing yeah. to, uh, to hear the testimonies. How can people learn more about you or, or your business? Uh, well, our website, uh, Yarbrough.com. That's Y-A-R-B-R-O.com. If there's anything here you have a question on that I can pray for, my email is Chuck Jr., Chuck J-R, at Y-A-R bro.com my i'll just give myself on my cell phone is 509-760-3789 look if you if you're awkward and and feel awkward talking about it text me i don't need to know who you are i just i'm i'm I, I, we're i like my wife laughs she goes he'll be willing to pray for you he she knows i'm willing and she in a good way she loves it uh, it's it's uh i'm i'll pray for you just you got a problem you got something you want to work through you got trucking problems i have a friend out here i got to go out and pray with he doesn't know it, but I'm going to go pray with him here in the next two days. Um, he's got trucking issues, man. He's got a huge onion farm. He's a great guy. He's trying to get onions to the marketplace. There's no trucks available. I'm going to go pray for him because you know why? God can God can do that. God will do that. Um, so, yeah. So get a hold of me. I'm glad to pray for whatever you got. I love it. And uh, And I have had Chuck pray for me, and it's powerful. So I would highly encourage that. And so if you're out there, you need encouragement. Uh, or this has encouraged you, you can follow us uh, Living Life on Purpose on Facebook and then Living Life on Purpose always on Instagram. But please share this episode. Make sure that as many people as you know get Chuck's phone number so that they can call him for prayer. And you can always reach out to me for prayer as well. So we appreciate you guys listening and we will catch you again in two weeks.